What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, DiMontalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling? Got another position rankings for the people. We got the safeties today. The last one, boys. Last one. Holy shit, we did them all. The worst position group in my, <laughs> in my opinion. It's just, really? it's so hard. It's just so hard I to really watch these. It. It's just so hard to watch it without all 22. It really just drives me fucking crazy. But um, it's not the. I don't think it's the worst position group. I mean, maybe it is. Never a linebacker. But it's just there's a lot of different. Uh, there's a lot of variety. I feel like in this group too, a bunch of people playing different roles. You got slot corners only. You got guys who can play free, like a center fielder type. You got guys playing the box. You got guys who can do it all. So I kind of like it in that sense. Uh, and I feel like the variance, especially in terms of like where they rank in NFL teams, is going to be all over the fucking place because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I really like that you brought that up because the safety designation, I guess, especially when we're talking about prospects or the draft or even NFL and NFL teams as a whole, it's a very, very wide range of outcomes because like you just said, you got guys playing deep predominantly, you got guys playing a lot in the box, got a lot of guys in nickel. So it's, it's very, very, it's very interesting to discuss really these guys but overall i was very surprised i I definitely think it's much better than the linebacking crew but it's you know it's not a strong position in this class but i was i definitely think that there's some dogs in here for sure yeah this is always an interesting group too um because a lot of guys won't even play similar roles than they will at the nfl i think we even saw that this past year with with kyle hamilton i thought everybody thought he might be a more down in the box kind of guy even though he did have that that over-the-top free safety kind of stuff. He was playing nickel pretty much the whole year for the Ravens and looked really good. So it's interesting to see what teams like about certain guys and how they can fit them into the into their scheme. Um, but let's get right into this. Let's start at number five. Ray, we'll start with you. Ray, who you got at number five? Uh, for me at five, I got Antonio Johnston out of Texas A&M. Ooh. Yeah, no, I, a little lower on him than I feel like a lot of other people are, but um, – 6'2", 198, so he's long, kind of a rare, a different type of body type. He's long, lean, lanky. Um, he ran a 4'5", 240, so he's got a good good athletic profile, good speed. Not the most explosive, though, only 30, only vert, uh, 31 inches and then 9'10 broad and only eight reps of the bench, which, like, it, it's not the most telling, but it's a, kind of a, just a weird profile overall. He played predominantly out of the slot. This year, I think it, I want to say it was like two thirds of his snaps were in the slot, uh, and then I guess maybe another hundred snaps at a free safety position. But he's going to be mainly a slot defender at the next level. Uh, some things he does well. He's obviously it's that that length and uh, size is really rare for the position, and I think it's good. It's going to uh, work well in the secondary. Um, fearless coming downhill. He the guy for someone who's sub two hundred. Guy throws his body around quite a bit with like reckless abandonment. Uh, he, I think he has missed some games in his career. I want to say he played only nine games this season due to injury. I think he played a full season last year, but uh, solid tackler, 70 tackles each of the last two seasons. Um, he's, I mean, he's just, I don't really know how he profiles. I guess he profiles just only as a slot defender, but lack of ball production does worry me. I think he only has like two career interceptions, if that. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just think he doesn't really wrap up that much too, which is a little bit worried. I think he, the aggression's good, but he's got to control it a little bit. He, there are some missed tackles on tape. I think about 15 and a half, uh, percent missed tackle rate according to PFF. So I like him. I think he's got a high ceiling. 
Uh, I love the I love the energy he plays. I think he just kind of needs to control himself a little bit more. And I want to see how he how he fares being able to hold up a man coverage on those bigger tight ends and just even faster slot receivers. I'm just curious how that's going to play out the next level. All right. So Ray's got Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M at number five. Dino, where'd you have uh, where'd you have Johnson? Uh, gotta go. Uh, gotta go. Jair Brown out of Penn State. Go State. Okay. Never mind. What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I see where you had Johnson. He wants to. See, he clearly wants to save Johnson. He has Johnson. High, you want to so. save Johnson because I could save Johnson too. Johnson is not in my top five. Oh, Ooh. little spice. Should I talk about Johnson right now? That's why I, that's why I, that's, that's why I didn't address Johnson because I was the opposite of impressed, and I was surprised, but I did not like him at all. Okay, so I'll, let's also talk about him first, then we'll go to your five, Dino. Okay, because I, I have Johnson at two. Um, I think he's a really, really interesting player. Ray, I know you said you project him more out of the out of the nickel and out of the slot. I kind of see the opposite. I thought I don't want him playing in, in the slot. I thought his coverage skills were fine, but against elite slot wide receivers, he's a little high-hipped, so I don't think I want him there. I thought his calling card is definitely – as that single high safety over the top and a guy that you can bring down into the box. Cause when guys come over the middle, he punishes people when they're coming down. Um, you said it works so quickly downhill. He's really good at recognizing run plays. Sometimes he's a little bit too over aggressive and misses where he actually should be getting into the gap. But more often than not, he makes, a, he makes a play and he makes people finish it and feel it. Um, I think he's got good versatility I think he's got good size for the position, and I think he's going to be a good enough coverage uh, coverage player against tight ends. Thought he did a good job against running backs out of the backfield. He's aggressive at the catch point. He always tries to get his hands uh, in the way in the way of balls. Doesn't always get his head around, but I think he does a good job uh, with his hand fighting. But I really I thought he was a really interesting player. Kind of reminded me of a skinny Jamal Adams-ish type of player. Um, and I think I would kind of want him playing in a similar role, but I feel more comfortable about him playing in the middle of the field over the top. Um, he plays way faster and way more athletic than than his athletic scores were at the Combine. I think he feels um, where pressure needs to come from. And I think he does a really good job at attacking downhill. So I got him at number two. I thought he was a really good player. I think he's going to be a day two guy for sure. Um, I just had a lot of question marks about some of my other guys. That's kind of where, I, why I had him at that too. Can I, I want to, I want to, should I go into a, l- a little bit into why he's on my five right now? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I want to revise what I said. I- just because he's out of my top five doesn't mean I don't like him. I, and me saying that was being a little extra. That's exactly what it means. It, it, I mean, it kind of <laughs> does, but yeah, it, more lends, it more lends to what I said at the, you know, at the start of this podcast and the fact that I, I like a lot of these guys a little bit more than I thought. So they kind of ended up really kind of leapfrogging him, but you know, he is a very he has great size, very fluid mover. Of course, you gotta love love his length, but I, I I definitely I just I saw a lot of, of just a few problems that I don't see really getting fixed really uh, at the next level. It, you know, he you brought it up already. Very inconsistent tackler, 
but he's just not, he just does not have what it takes as far as ball skills. He, he lacks that part of his game. I, I did not see what you just said in the fact that I feel like when the ball, I feel like he, he's a great length and, and, and he covers the field very good as a safety, but when even he gets there, and he is in favorable position. He does not get his hands where it needs to be to stop that ball from being a, a, a completed catch. And I thought that was bad. And then on top of that, this guy out of all that I kind of evaluated, looking at the tape, his motor was trash. I I, I was Ooh, I didn't see that at all. I was shocked when he's not in, included in a play where he was. Again, this might be due to lack of all 22, but I thought he was just a guy who who – just yeah, I mean, he had. It looks like he has the motor. I guess when he's when he's laying guys out, when he's in, you know, included in the play. But he's just a guy that uh, culture wise, just kind of had a little bit of dink in my eyes. Uh, I could be overreacting, but I really think it's more so because I like these guys. He's definitely in my six or seven range, but these guys I definitely like ahead of him. Interesting. I did not see the the motor thing at all. I thought he played. Thought he played super hard. I thought that was one of the biggest negatives for him. I really did. Interesting. All right. So everybody's got different opinions on Antonio Johnson, um, which we love. We love to see that. Uh, Dino, who you got? At, who you got at number five? Yeah, number five got to represent. Got to represent state, of course. Uh, that's going to be Jair Brown. Uh, one second. I just pull up really quick. Uh, really not the most impressive measurables. For Jair, 5'11", 203, he had a 4'6", which you do not love to see. Obviously, as your safety, you know, they are your, your last line of defense for your defense. So, of course, you want a little bit more over-the-top speed where, where you can obviously make sure that you're not getting blown by, and that's going to be a slight problem for Jair. But he very highly productive at Penn State the last two years. He had 61 tackles with six picks. And then this year he had 56 tackles for uh, – I apologize. He had 73 tackles last year for six picks. And then this year he had 74 tackles for four picks while also adding another dimension to his game, and that's getting after the quarterback where he had four and a half sacks. Very impressive. Uh, very tough dude. He uh, got better each year in college, even though last year you could argue since he had the six picks and, and you know, the same amount of tackles that he might have been better. But when I watched the tape, he definitely got better this year. And you love seeing, obviously, prospects continue to progress from year over year. He'll undoubtedly, in my opinion, play strictly strong safety or free safety at the next level. So he won't be like most of these other guys that really bring a, you know, a nickel versatility. But I really love his upside in the run game. He, he absolutely blows people up, and he gets off blocks with absolute ease. Not a ton of t- coverage capabilities, as I said, but really has a nice short area burst, and he consistently meets receivers after the catch and is very consistent as far as his tackling goes. So number five for me is going to be Jair Brown. Fucking love Jair. Ray, where you, you got Jair anywhere? Of course I do, dude. You know, I, lo- I love me some Jair. Uh, I got him at number four. Um, D- I think I love the versatility in the sense. I know Dean said he doesn't really have that nickel versatility, but he can play single high. He can play split zone. He can play in the box, which I really love. He played about half of his snaps from that free safety position this past year. Ball production, 
is elite. Ten picks the last two seasons. I think it's tops in the class in the past two two years. So you love that. I wish that forty time was just a little bit better. I know he ran a I think a four five eight of this pro day, so he got below that four six mark. But he just play, he just knows where the ball's going. His instincts are so good where he plays faster. It's similar to uh, Brian Branch. What people say about him. Um, it's tough too. Hard nosed player. He's kind of got that uh, enforcer mentality as a safety, which I love. I think safeties have to be smart and they have to be the toughest players on the field, just because the nature of the position. You got to tackle. You got to hit. Yeah, cover. You got to do everything. So he he makes some uh, calls on the back end. I think he was he a captain this year. So do you know? I, I can't remember yep. if I read that or not. Yeah, I think he took over for Brisker um, in that sense. But I really I really love him. I wanted him to be a little higher. I think he would have probably been in my number two if not for that uh, subpar 40 time. But I think he's going to be a really good player. I don't, I'm don't. i not really overly concerned with it. If he falls somehow to day three, someone's going to get an absolute steal of a player because he's going to be able to start and he's going to be productive. Yeah, it's really interesting too because um, I have Jair at, at three and both he and Antonio Johnson both did not perform that well when it came to athletic testing. But I think both of them play faster and are more athletic than, than they showed at so I have Jair at three. Um, you guys hit it really, really well. I mean, I fucking love this guy. I've been watching him since since he came to campus. Penn State leadership, character, highly intelligent player, has an absolute nose for the football, is always around it. Um, has some athletic limitations. He he definitely does, but so good at reading the quarterback's eyes, and he has such high football IQ that he knows where to be. So he puts himself in productive places on the field to make a play where he doesn't need to be as athletic, um, tough as fuck in run defense. Love that how he can come down in the box and he makes people feel him. He's strong enough to get blockers off of him. Really love that stuff. Um, like I said, some of the athletic limitations, he's not going to be able to run with, with some of these burners in the NFL. He does get caught. He does get caught ball watching sometimes when he's trying to make a play especially in big situations. I saw this a lot against Ohio State when they need it, especially when you need a turnover. He does get caught ball watching instead of just putting himself in the right place. So gets susceptible to double moves. And the other big thing, I love his tackling, but he leaves his feet. I don't know if you guys saw this. He leaves his feet so often. That's going to get you in trouble at the next level. So just keeping keeping himself on the ground and wrapping up because he is a good tackler. Doesn't need to do that. But he's a really impressive player, and he's a guy I would want on my football team. There's there's no question about it. I think the athletic testing for for he and for Johnson got got overblown. These are really good players, and Jair especially. So I got Jair at at three. Ray's got him at four. Dean's got him at five. So little uh little difference in opinions. Um, I think I'm at my number five. We've been kind of bouncing around. I got JL Skinner. From Boise State at number five, six four two oh nine. Really, really interesting frame. Long athlete, big time motor. He said in an interview he models his game after Cam Chancellor, and you can absolutely see that on the field. Especially he had multiple targeting penalties this year, so you can definitely see it <laughs> on tape. Um, but he is quick to fire downhill, and he lays the wood. Takes really good angles in the run game, and does a good job of wrapping up. Um, ball carriers, long frame, led to multiple interceptions and pass breakups. Um, think right now he's much better in coverage against short, shorter routes, against tight ends and swings against running backs. Um, 
I think right now he's probably not a starting safety, but he did play over 500 snaps on special teams. And I think that's where he will make his money. He's a really good athlete at six, four, um, not the twitchiest athlete, especially in the lower half and the route recognition is not there yet. So I think he'll probably be more of a, an in the, in the box player won't, won't flex out at all to, to the nickel. Um, and I don't really want him at, as my single high guy, but he can do it. Um, relies heavily on on his size right now to make a play on the ball and not getting his eyes. And he gets taken vertically pretty easily because he can't really flip his hips as good as some of these other guys. But he's a really interesting player, and I love what he does against the run. So he's got uh, really high upside for me. So I got him at number five, J.L. Skinner from Boise State. Yeah, he's outside my five. Uh, I, I kind of see him as just a, a box safety sort of deal, and it's a projection at that. I think he's got he's got a t- some developing to do, but that frame and just those measurables are rare, and I feel like a team's definitely going to take a chance on it if that's a like a spot they need. Right. All right, let's move to number four. Uh, Ray, who you got at number four? Uh, you had Jair at four, right? Yes, Dino, sir. Who you got at four? At four, I got uh, Christopher Smith out of Georgia. 5'11", 192, 4'6", 40. So another guy that's really kind of lacking that top-end speed when it comes to uh, really, uh, you know, being the last line of defense. But, you know, I watched Christopher Smith really early in the draft process, along with a few of these safeties. That's actually one of the first uh, positions I looked into uh, was was really defensive backs, corners as well. And I was overall impressed when I watched and when I went back for a more in-depth dive after, you know, the week combine he had, I was, frankly, I was even more impressed. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, this this guy is just dying to hit someone. He's not just a dog because he's, you know, on Georgia. He's a fucking dog because this guy just fucking throws his body around. And he, out of all these guys in the safety position in this, in this draft class, no one trust their instincts more than Christopher Smith. And that is probably the most important attribute I think you could possibly have in a safety is not only just having great instincts, which Christopher Smith has, but just trusting them legit to a T. Obviously, you're going to do that sometimes at your own fault, and it's going to probably let up a touchdown. So you can't do it too much. But, you know, he is honestly majority of the time he's right he's a he's a high leadership high culture guy that you anyone wants in their in their locker room and he has the exact physicality just as i said before you want in a safety he has a ton of experience at both safety and corner he's five years i know he redshirted one year i forgot which one but he ton and ton a ton of experience and he's only going to be 23 when he's in his uh his whole rookie season as well so uh th- that should obviously lend himself to uh this uh the ton of experience he has in safety and corner that'll obviously lend himself to being a versatile piece for an nfl defense so uh i, I loved christopher smith i really loved his tape so I could not keep him out of this top five. That's why he's going to be my four. Like I said, though, he does have that top end speed, that lacking a bit, even though he had the really impressive 10-yard split. Nice. Dino's got Christopher Smith from Georgia at four. Ray, you have Chris Smith anywhere? No, he's outside my top five, but I love the player. Um, I don't know if there's anyone. 
I know a lot of these guys had kind of like subpar combines, like based on what people are expecting. But I don't know if there's anyone whose tape doesn't match their forty like him. Like he had a subpar forty, but he plays fast and he fires downhill. So I really like him as a player. I think he's another guy day three. That's that but... ten yard split. Nice. Uh, I think I think that's another player, the day three guy, but he can be end up being a starter and just being an absolute steal. Yeah, I also had him out outside. My top five. I think he the the frame kind of worries me. He looks slight. Yeah, he, no, he well he is. He is definitely slight. Um, I think he was what was he one ninety two. Um, but Dean, you said it. The, the the instincts and the anticipation are really impressive, especially when he's playing single high. Um, I just don't know how much he gives you down in the box. He looks to lay the wood, but mm-hmm. that that frame. That's what he's predominantly going to be. He's going to be predominantly playing single high at the next level i believe in the championship game he strictly was there the whole time yeah. which i believe that that kind of talks that obviously talks to obviously it's the biggest moment the biggest game of the year i feel like that talks to how the you know the defensive coaching staff of of the bulldogs which you have to assume have an amazing prowess of course they've put out the best defenses in the country in multiple years now and they just have they just produce you know amazing nfl talent so uh, the fact that they put him there almost exclusively for the whole game out of the 77 snaps was which should lead to lend to the fact that he'll probably just be doing that again this is a guy that's not going to have a ton of nickel versatility even though he played a ton of corner right um right you already said your four was jay or brown i'll go to my four um i got jartavius martin from, from illinois at four uh Quan Martin, if you, if that's Quan. what you guys that, that's what you guys wrote down. Uh 511, 194, ran four four six at the combine. Um his home is going to be at slot corner. That's what he predominantly played at at Illinois. He's really fun to watch. He glides around the field, kind of reminds me in a similar vein of, of how Christian Gonzalez moves around the field. Um smoothest hips uh, of all these guys that we're gonna mention today, I think. He can play over the top and play in that safety, but I think his home is going to be in that slot corner. He's got good range and coverage and in single high, really good athlete, tested well, shows on tape. Um, he's got a nasty attitude too. I felt like all those guys on that Illinois defense between him and Witherspoon and Sidney Brown, they just have dog mentality and they all kind of play like that. He's really strong and wrong and, uh, really strong in run defense. Even if he's not always wrapping up the right way, he looks to dish out some punishment anytime he comes up. So he's a really good player, very similar to how I viewed Dax Hill last year. I think he probably... Dax Hill was your boy. Yeah, he was. Um, I don't think he gives you as much in the middle of the field as Dax did, but he's going to be a damn good nickel corner. Yeah. some some of the weaknesses I saw struggles to get his head around. Um, feel like he's in a good position a lot, but doesn't always get his head turned back to the football. And saw him bite on a lot of double bite on a lot of double moves. Gets moved off by head fakes and, and shimmies. Um, he looked kind of small on, on tape, even though he's one ninety four. Thought thought he looked a little smaller than that. So I wonder how the body holds up, especially in, in run defense. But he's a really good player. He'll be on the field early, I think. Um, and I think he could too be a uh, around three day two guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just, I, I would. I'll be shocked if honestly Quan makes it to day three. I feel like this is. I feel like this is the kind of guy that a lot of NFL teams want. 
Yeah, I mean, he's just outside my top five, but really, really great athlete, like you mentioned. Very smooth. That Illinois uh, secondary kind of just wasn't even fair, to be honest. Yeah. They, that's just a gritty-ass uh, unit. But, yeah, so he was just outside of my five, but I do think he's probably like a, a third-round type player, and he'll be a, a day-one nickel starter for a team. Nice. Uh, he, right. he was my number three, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dino, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, Quan, uh, Quan was definitely my number three. I, I mean, I honestly, it feels weird even putting him in this position group. I, I know that safety, I guess, it, it can also be lent to, you know, just uh, the slot corner or the inside corner or playing nickel. Um, but I feel like for Quan, he's almost just going to almost, like you said, exclusively just being the slot corner. Probably. And uh, I, I mean – he is – he's going – and I like that you kind of compared him to Christian Gonzalez. Freaking oily hips for a safety. It was, uh, but he uh, – I guess I'll go quick. He had a crazy air, short area quickness to really keep be able to keep up with shifty slots, especially at the next level. Elite cover skills. Uh, you know, safeties cannot cover like he does probably because he's really not um, a safety. Uh, I would say he needs to spruce up some of his technique. Even though he has that short area quickness, he does sometimes take a bit too many steps. Uh, and he lastly lacks a bit of uh, top end speed. That's going to be for really versatility issues. You can't really reliably kick him outside. But Quan Martin is, like you said, he has a mean streak to him. And that honestly, the secondary of the fighting a lot, Illini, it was, was a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, it, it's interesting, right? Some of these guys who are safeties in college and then they'll be primarily slot corners, but it's become such an important position now with all these great receivers playing out of the slot. Uh, it's a it's a starting position in the NFL. 100%. Um, it's probably the hardest position to play, too, in my opinion. Just Definitely open, to come open, into. Open space and against the best athletes in the world, and you can't really touch them. So you kind of got an absolute uphill battle. Right. Ray, who you got at number three? I got my boy Jordan Battle. Fucking Figured. love this love this player. Uh loved him last year. Was really upset when he didn't come out, but I just I mean, four year starter at Alabama, captain this past year, along with uh Will Anderson, Bryce Young. Six one, two oh two oh nine, about two ten. He's got an NFL body like a like he's built like a brick shit house. Thickness, he's can play in the box, he can play deep. I think he played free safety two thirds of the time. I don't know if that's where he ends up projecting to be his best. He may be more of a, a box safety, box. but I think I think he can do either if he has to, especially in like a split zone look. I think he can play too high and be reliable there. Um four five five forty, so not the best, but it's just not his not his game. He's not an athlete. He plays he's a heady player. Seventeen bench press reps though, so he's strong. He got that NFL strength to him. Um six career interceptions. So he's got decent ball skills, not Obviously, the best. He doesn't really compare to Jair Brown or someone who's I'm going to talk about later, but adequate enough. I think he's just a really high floor player who can kind of just do it all. Really good, real solid tackler. Uh, can help and run support. Really uh, collapses on holes quickly. And um, I don't know if you ever really want him manning up one on one with a slot receiver, but that's just not his game. Like I said, I think he can handle tight ends, especially in the red zone. He's big and physical enough to handle that. But I I just view him as an immediate starter, and, and I think he's just gonna he's just gonna be a solid starting safety. I think it's one of the safer picks in the draft. 
and I think I'd, I'd personally take him on day two. But he, if he falls to day three, I'm running a card up to the fucking the podium, and I'm celebrating like crazy. Yeah, I, I got battle outside my my top five, and primarily because I think the upside of the guys I have in my top five are higher. But you said it, just a mature player knows how to play the position well, and I I agree. I think he's primarily a box defender at the next level, but. Just a heady football player. I mean, a four-year starter at Alabama. Those do not come around that often, especially for a guy like Nick Saban, who is in love with with his DBs. Um, so he's going to be a solid player, especially if he gets to day three. Absolute steal and an immediate player that you can have on the field um, when you draft him. So really good player. Should be interesting to see where he ends up. Dino, uh Juan Martin was your three. Dino, who you got a two? Number two is going to be Brian Branch. Ooh! 5'11", 190, 4'5", 40. Obviously, most people's, if not all's, uh, number one, but not mine. Um, and that has nothing to do with how good this player is. I think he's awesome, and I think he he warrants being considered at the back end of one, definitely a top end two guy at the absolute worst. I loved him. They are one, a one B they're in the same tier. Uh, You know, he was, he's awesome. When you watch he is supreme understanding of what to do in zone. He showed similar prowess in man, but for sure, you know, when, when I looked at, when I looked at it, he was just different in zone, Um, highly versatile, he can play in the box thanks to his outstanding tackling. He can play nickel very, very well. I know a lot of people are projecting him to be predominantly a nickel corner at the next level. I thought they're left a little bit to be desired there, so I don't feel totally comfortable saying that. I think his tackling really gives him a chance to be a sort of chess piece for these defenses and will be best utilized moving around. He's great over the top. And even in a crazy bind, I really think he could even play corner. I, I, I ultimately really what made me drop branch to number two is his ten, tendency grabs a bit. He's a little bit grabby. I mean, that's a lot of people have been saying that as a weakness, but he he honestly lacked a wow factor for me in other areas of his game where he's very well-rounded, but he didn't have exactly the wow factor that my number one guy did, in my opinion. And just like I said, they are very, very similar in my grade for them. But uh, Brian Branch, number two. Very interesting. Dean's got Branch at two. Ray, I'm assuming you have Branch at one. Yeah, I have Branch at one. I will say this. He is probably going to end up being lower in my big board than a lot of other people do. I I think he's a he's a solid player. I think he's predominantly a slot defender, and he does his best work. I think close to the line of scrimmage. I don't really know if I like him as a single high safety that much. I think I want him playing down towards the box. Uh, Dean touched on it. I think his awareness is what separates him at number one in zone coverage. He has really good eye, disciplined eyes, and in man, he just knows. I feel like he just knows what routes are coming, and he's just ahead of the game. I do. I, I do wonder how he's going to hold up against elite athletes at like elite slot wide receivers. I don't know. Like just his athletic profile, my, that's one thing that does concern me. But that being said, he's his awareness at the line of scrimmage is so good. He he's times snapped really well, and he's a dog dog uh, behind the line of scrimmage. I think he had what like I want to say thirteen and a half tackles for a loss, fourteen tackles for losses past year, three sacks, seven pass defended, two picks. So he really does do it all. But I do think he's going to make his money around the line of scrimmage. So 
Uh, the I don't know if he's as versatile as I originally thought, and he kind of has a little bit of a slighter frame, which is why he's probably going to be a little lower on my big board than most other people have, but solid player. You know what you're getting with him. Yeah, I'm just in love with this player, honestly. I kept trying to maybe move guys who have a little bit more potential in my big board, move them ahead of him, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't move some of these other guys because I know what I'm getting from from Brian Branch immediately when I put him on the football field. He's my number one. The instincts, like you guys mentioned, they're unbelievable. Just knows how to play the position. Just knows how to play in that nickel position, which is a very, very tough position to play, like we were mentioning. An absolute Swiss Army knife who's unbelievable in the box. Best pound-for-pound tackler in this class. Does not miss tackles. Wraps up with good form, and he's strong, honestly, when he makes his tackles. The the athleticism and the scores in the combine, I don't really see it because you don't see it on tape. He moves fast around the field. He knows where he's going, and this is a big thing that we bring up with corners, but gets from point A to point B in an instant. Um, there's no wasted movement. Right, you're, like, muted right now, but um, you want to go? Okay. Um, I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, no wasted movement in in his game. I love that. He knows when to attack downhill. Gets great angles uh, in, in run defense. An elite competitor, an elite leader, and a guy that I think will be a steal because I think he's probably going to end up dropping a little bit in this draft based on his athletic scores. But I don't think that should be the case. He's going to be a really productive football player immediately. Um, some of the weaknesses, the undersized and a lack of elite athleticism. He's not going to run with burners in the NFL. Also feel like he gives a little bit too much cushion to some guys. And I feel like in college, you can get away with that. In the NFL fast and elite route runners are just going to eat up that cushion. So he's going to have to play at the, at the line of scrimmage a little bit more in coverage. Um, the smaller frame might make it a little bit tougher to for him to disengage blockers in the run game, but I think his technique and his football IQ are so high that he puts himself in the right positions to make plays uh, when he needs to. So I love Brian Branch. He's my he's my number one safety, and he's pretty high on my on my big board. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to Ray's two before we get to Dean's one. Ray, who got a two? Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be Dean's one, but uh, yeah. I got I got Sidney Brown from Illinois. Uh, really love the player. Juiced up. Like, he's built like a brick shit house, like legitimately. Really muscular, 5'10", 211. Not the most ideal length, but not, I don't think it's a detriment. 31 and a half inch arms. Ran a 4'4", 7. So he's really, really athleticism that you want from a player. He plays mostly in the box. And I feel like that's where his home is going to be at the next level. He really he plays super fast. He's got no hesitation in his game whatsoever. He he sees it and he goes, which I really love about him. Um, good tackler. I think he can wrap up a little bit more, but he's not afraid to throw his body right. He's physical. He's imposing. He wants to lay the wood, which I I, I mentioned earlier. But I love that uh, attribute from a safety. And then one thing at the Senior Bowl that he just did so well. His uh, poise at the catch point really stood out to me. He's undersized, so like uh, mismatches with tight ends. I feel like he's going to get targeted a lot, but he doesn't panic at all. He stays really disciplined and just knows where to put his hand to dislodge the ball from the receiver. 
I love that about him. I think he's going to be a real plus in red zone coverage. I think it's a real good asset to have when your safety isn't afraid to go up and uh, he's not, there's no panic to him where he's going to get penalties grabbing um, on like jump a back shoulder phase or jump balls or anything like that. So I think it's a big asset. Um, he's going to be, of course, special teamer immediately too, which I love. As I, again, the only negatives to him, I think, is just wrap up a little bit more, and there's not much versatility. I think he can play a little bit in the slot if he needs to, but I don't want him playing single high. I think he's, he's at his best when he's closer to the line of scrimmage. Nice. So Ray's got Sidney Brown at two. Um, I have Sidney Brown at six. Um, Dan, you want me to go over Sidney Brown before you, yeah. you go over your boy? That's brutal, though. I mean, you see what you see. Um, <laughs> for me, the the reason I had him at six, Ray mentioned it, the the lack of versatility, I think. I think he'll primarily be a box player. Um, and I think just I don't want him in coverage. He, he doesn't move his hips that well, and he got burned a bunch um, this year. The six interceptions th- this year, I think a lot of that has to do with him playing next to Devon Witherspoon and Quan Martin. Um, I think it it allowed him to be free and kind of just go ball hawk when, when he needed to. Um, so I don't think his ball skills are that great, and I think that's going to be overblown a little bit. He is awesome down in the box. He's really, really smart, really heady player. Um, and, Ray, you said it. Doesn't doesn't miss when, when he goes. The tackling was a big thing for me. Felt like he missed a ton of tackles, especially around the line of scrimmage when he could have made a nice tackle for a loss. He just threw his body and wasn't using his arms at all to wrap up. Um, Going to be a poor special teamer for sure. And I think he does give you some some versatility to come play in the box when you need him to, but I don't want him single high. I don't want him as my nickel. Um, so that was the reason why I had him at five. But with the family pedigree, and everything you hear about this guy, how he's a workout warrior, he loves ball. I love that stuff. So this is a guy that I would be fine taking day two. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Sidney no, Brown, uh, to no surprise, is my, is my number one. I could not have fallen in love with this guy's tape more. I, I actually couldn't have. It was uh, I even fell in love with it more than I fell in love with Keanu Benton's uh, when I was going over D tackles and you guys all know that I love him very much, but this guy's just a high energy culture changing type dude. He flat out blows guys up. You do not want to be jumping up to catch a football when you know, this guy's on the field playing for the opposite team. If you do, you know that you're playing with your life. Almost. He's highly instinct- instinctual all the way from the pre-snap moving around, moving guys around out there, like a field general to honestly, well throughout the play. He, d- defenses that utilize safeties that with blitzing, of course, will love Sidney Brown. We went over that ad nauseum about how he's going to be predominantly a box safety and he's going to be very good at it. Although I absolutely loved Sidney Brown's physical physicality, I was most impressed with his ball skills, not only reading the quarterback's eyes, but really just his concentration in tip drills and then his knack for hitting the ball out of receiver's hands was flat out silly. He he did it consistently end to top tier prospects. You can this guy, you can put him in slot to cover the best tight ends in football 
and I think he will fare well against it. I think he can defend them. He has the short area quickness. He has the burst. He has the explosiveness. He will need to learn how to technique-wise get a bit better. He will need to learn how to wrap up. But this guy is an absolute animal. He's a guy who's who loves, loves, loves the game of football. He will learn every aspect that he needs to to be great. Honestly, he's he's going to be in a very exciting defensive chess piece who I think deserves, just like Brian Branch, to get back into the first consideration. I really don't care about his size. Too early, he's going to be a great player you could get in the in the 40s as well. Uh, weaknesses that you'll hear, he has a smaller frame. I mean, his frame is comparable with some of the best safeties in football or safeties in football over the past few years. Talking Kevin Byard, Honey Badger, Antoine Winfield Jr. He's actually bigger than most of those guys. Those guys are some some dogs in the league. Uh, among others, I think Rodney McLeod is like half an inch taller and 10 pounds lighter. He's. I did one weakness that I actually think is a weakness that he will need to clean up is he's over-aggressive in both his pursuit angles and the way he takes on blocks when he's attacking an oncoming blocker. He sometimes just tries to blow them up like they have the football in his hand, which I fucking love. I love watching it as a guy who likes watching football and likes the game of football, but obviously it is not advantageous when you're blowing up your incoming blocker and then the runner that he's blocking for is passing you as you do so. So he will need to kind of uh, chill out with that, but I fucking love Sidney Brown. I want him on my football team 10 out of 10 times. Love it. So let's go through the uh, the top fives quickly. Ray, who you got? One through five. I got Branch, Brian Branch at one, Sidney Brown at two, Jordan Battle at three, Jair Brown at four, and Antonio Johnson at five. Nice. What about you, Dean? I got Sidney Brown at one, Brian Branch at two, Jair Brown at three, Jartavius Quan Martin at four, and I apologize. I said that wrong. I have Sidney Brown at one, Brian Branch at two, I have Jartavius Quan Martin at three. I have Christopher Smith at four. And then I have Jair Brown at five. Nice. I have Branch at one. I have Antonio Johnson at two. I have Jair Brown at three. Jartavius Martin at four. And then I got JL Skinner at five. Anybody you guys want to mention before we get out of here? Just missed the top five? Uh, Chris Smith was a guy I wanted to mention before like, coming into the app, but we kind of touched on him before. Uh, really like the player. I think he's going to be a value pick. Uh, the sum is greater than his parts with that guy. I think he's a heady player and he's just overall solid dude. Yeah. I don't really have to touch on too much because I mean, you guys talked to the, talked about them a lot. I think you both had them in your top five. I might be mistaken, but uh, I had Antonio Johnson and I thought Jordan battle very much warranted to have a shot at the top five. But for me, they were six, seven. I really didn't, I really couldn't even differentiate them, but I, I liked them for, for a few different reasons. Nice. Um, the only other guy that, that, that I seem to like a little bit was, uh, was Anthony Johnson from, from Iowa state. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch him former corner turned safety at 54 career starts. So love the experience. He looks really comfortable backpedaling, especially uh, that nickel, that nickel position can flip the hips really nice. Got good football IQ, just definitely getting used to that safety position. Doesn't offer much against the run, but he'll be an interesting player. I think you can, can plug him in at corner or uh, on the outside or, or in the slot. If you need him to in a pinch, he'll probably be a day three player. Good shit. All right, fellas. Good stuff. 
So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our safety position rankings. Stay with us. We got the My Guys episode coming up this week. We got our big board top 25s coming out this week. We have our final predictive mock coming out this week, all leading up to the draft on the 27th on Thursday. So we are pumped for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2023 draft season. Fellas, appreciate you.